All right, everybody, welcome to episode 106 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with my main man, Bill at Super Duper Flex, and the co-host with the most, Drew at DR underscore PRA. Fellas, how are you doing? We're good. <laughs> you, you all didn't want to talk at once, huh? I, I get it, I get it. Uh, I'm good, man. Bills won convincingly, and uh, yeah, it's been a good week so far. So happy to to reflect on the week for uh, for some things, and then some other things were just wild as crap again. But altogether, good. What about you, Bill? How are you feeling? Yeah, good. Uh, the Lions don't have a, a zero win percentage now. That's pretty amazing. Um, so excited about that. Nah. Um, Oh, um, yeah, doing good. It was, it's been an all right week. Uh, how you been, Josh? Uh, doing good, man. Uh, you, you beat me to the punch. I was going to say we, uh, week 10 was our week. It was the first week where, uh, none of our teams lost a game. So that was, uh, that, that was fun. It only took us 10 weeks to all get on the same page, but you know, we, uh, we got there. We we were all not losers this week, so uh, that's uh, that's what we're gonna do. So, uh, all right, why don't we do what we normally do? Cut this chit chat out and get to the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Bill, why don't you start us off this week, man? Hit us with some good. Yeah. So good was. Uh... Debo Samuel, like he was just used all over the uh, the field. He had five uh, targets, five receptions, uh, ninety seven yards, and a touchdown, and then also five carries for uh, thirty six yards, I think, uh, and another touchdown. So, um, yeah, just a pretty like they just utilized him to his fullest, right? Like that's what we expect out of him. He's going to get some touches. Uh, on the ground he's gonna you know just uh he's gonna be a pretty solid receiver i mean i don't know if he's elite but like you know just kind of a a jack of all trades so it's kind of uh pretty impressive and um actually san francisco was really impressive this week so um yeah pretty pretty good week for the man i wanted to uh i wanted to use my narrator voice after you said uh, i don't know if he's elite and go he's elite uh he he's just he's been so damn good and he's been healthy i mean i i he had he had a pretty good rookie year year two was a lot of injury and that's when we really saw uh brandon Ayuk step up and kind of show what he could do but i mean a healthy debo is a is a nasty debo at least uh for the other 31 teams to deal with so yeah, I, I love that, and uh, it's funny. I almost picked Debo, but uh, I went another direction and took the guy I took. But before we get there, Drew, what about your good? What was your good this week? Uh, sticking with the home team, and Stefan Diggs finally having his breakout. He usually has one of these blow-up games, and uh, finally got one here. 13 targets, which is awesome to see. Hopefully he and Josh get on the same page for the rest of the season and keep that rolling, but 162 yards and a touchdown. Uh, felt good to see see the man do what he should be doing, and hopefully we can put to rest this silly uh, touchdown battle between the Diggs brothers soon. 
Well, uh, it, it was interceptions versus touchdowns. I don't know where the uh, where the tally is at that because I know Trayvon had another at, INT this week, so I'm not sure. He's at eight now. He's at eight. I'm not sure where Stefan is. Wasn't it receptions? Most receptions in one game versus oh, interceptions. You're absolutely right, Bill. That is actually what it is, and I'm sure Stefan. Oh, so they're has, tied. They're currently tied. They're cur- <laughs> so, uh, so there so we, we go. Uh, Stefan's going to need a, a better game because you yep. know, odds are there's going to be a little more accumulation. And, and I, I love this. Um, Stefan Diggs is just so good. And, and I made the joke, uh, somebody in the FTC, the fantasy timeline chat, hit us up if you want to get in there. Uh, one of our handles or the fantasy timeline handle to get in there. But I think with short logic, uh, Put the clip of uh, Trayvon Diggs' uh, eighth interception, and I made the joke uh, that it's crazy that he has an older brother who's almost as good at, good at football as he is. So uh, I mean, talk. I mean, have have a set of brothers ever had a year <laughs> as good as the Diggs brothers are having right now? I mean, Trayvon leads the league in interceptions. Stephon Diggs is just a beast. I mean, I don't know if. Uh, two brothers have ever had uh, as good of a season as these two guys are having right now. The closest will probably have to be the Barbers, right? Like um, Tiki and Rondé. I wonder if you go defensive, if JJ and TJ ever linked up kind of at the same time in the same year to have two dominant defensive, uh, that would be a good little project. Maybe I'll do that over the, the week and see if they ever kind of linked up in the same year to, dominate on defense but yeah i mean ronde and tiki uh that's a problem there's a limited amount of talented brother combinations i mean there was always the joke about all the gronkowski brothers but there's only one really good one so it doesn't really count for much but yeah man oh great i, I love that one uh my good was patrick mahomes uh 35 for 50 406 yards five touchdowns zero interceptions you know, there was the talk, you know, has the league figured out what the Chiefs are doing? Just just put the two high safety, the two, you know, the cover two shell, and, you know, you can shut them down. And, yeah, the Chiefs said, yeah, that's fine. You can do that, but we'll, we'll figure you out eventually. And um, it, it was a big game, man. Everybody got involved, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey. Uh, nobody listed Travis Kelsey, but. You know, he had uh, he had over 100 yards. Tyreek Hill was doing his thing. Um, even Byron Pringle, people in leagues trying to trade me Byron Pringle off of that game. I was like, uh, it's fine. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it was an amazing game by Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, and if he uh, if he now is in the groove and he's a man, the Chiefs are going to be uh, a load to handle. And unfortunately, uh this week, uh, my Dallas Cowboys try to try to try to take their crack at it. So we'll see what happens there. Um, my bad. Uh, Tim Patrick, he had the great game against the Cowboys in Week Nine, and three receptions of fourteen yards. Um, that that whole receiving core, and you guys can tell me if you think I'm wrong. In Denver, is just such a crapshoot, man. It, you don't know who – I mean, it seems that Teddy Bridgewater likes Jerry Judy and gives him the most targets, but that hasn't led yet to any big 
Jerry Judy fantasy games. And, you know, we thought maybe Tim Patrick can build on what he did last week in three for 14. So uh, that was my bad. Um, Drew, uh, hit us with your bad. Uh, I'm going to stay with the Bills game here. And uh, I saw some some funny tweets out there this week leading up to the Bills game about uh, one Mike White uh, coming in and Hall of ready to roll. Uh, yes, you know, number one draft pick. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he, he turned back into a pumpkin pretty quick with uh, his line here, 24 out of 44 with four INTs. Uh, so for those of you who have defenses in your leagues, hopefully you had the Bills defense queued up this week. Um, I did my redraft league, and uh, it wasn't a huge scoring game, but it was great to see them uh, expose him for who he is at this point. Uh, I, w- I wonder if the Hall of Fame has taken his jersey down already after uh, after that performance. Uh, but, yeah, man, Mike White, he had a game and a couple of series of greatness and he went up against the Bills, and now he did so poorly that the Jets are saying they're going to start Joe Flacco, which, all right, bless him. Uh, and it's actually funny because I was just reading an article today, and I don't know if you guys knew this, but it's the trade that the Jets and the Eagles made were for, was for a conditional six-round pick. That can actually turn into a fifth-round pick if Joe Flacco – uh, has 50% of snaps in three games this season. So if Joe Flacco can actually look good and they keep um, Zach Wilson off the field, he, he could actually help the Eagles get a uh, a better pick. A weird article I read today, but uh, thought it would thought it would just be a funny little thing there. All right, Bill, hit us with some more bad. Yeah, this is. Uh... I don't know if I'm picking on the Rams or I'm picking specifically uh, Stafford, but uh, through the first uh, eight weeks, Stafford had four interceptions, and then the last two, he's had four. Um, And they just had two stinker of a game in a row. And and so it's just uh, they do have the bye week this week, so, you know, maybe they work something, they figure something out. But I was listening to a podcast today, and somebody had mentioned that um, that something came up about Stafford's back and he's always had back issues and it looked like he kind of got uh, hurt, I guess, in week eight. So these last two weeks have kind of maybe uh, been a result of that. But if that's the case, we're going to, you know, Stafford's not the same, you know, if he can't be doing what he wants to do, just, uh, you know, ripping that ball. Um, so we'll see what happens, but you know, they've had two bad games in a row and, um, yeah, that's my bad, I guess. Yeah. And it's interesting because, uh, the week before against the Titans, it just was, you know, uh, it was bad play. The, uh, the Titans defense really stepped up, but I'm, I'm curious about this week. Cause I wonder if, Robert Woods being gone, uh, he tore his ACL uh, the Friday, uh, a couple of days before. Is that, you know, is that a reason? It, it kind of the way that both Cup and Woods work, you know, it is having now Woods out of there, 
you know, kind of stifling the offense a little bit. Uh, OBJ was there, but he only ran a limited amount of plays because he's new. He's trying to learn the playbook. He didn't have a lot of time. And then um, Darrell Henderson with, with the concussion. So I'm wondering if, is Stafford hurt? That could be a possibility. We know about his injury history. Was it just weapons not being there or, you know, did we kind of get tricked the first few weeks of the season? And now uh, kind of as, uh, as Drew said earlier, are the Rams turning back into a pumpkin? It's going to be really interesting to see how they, how they proceed, how they incorporate Odell Beckham into that offense and uh, head towards the end of the season here. Yeah. And I think that, um, I didn't catch it, so I don't know for sure, but it was also mentioned that one of his interceptions was because of a uh, the route that OBJ took uh, actually was the cause of one of the uh, interceptions. So, um, you know, maybe, you know, they got they have two weeks to kind of figure it out. And, um, you know, maybe that's all uh, the team needs is just a, a reset and uh, they'll figure it out. I mean, they look so dominant, you know, for the most of the the season so far. So, um, you know, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it, you know, and I'm definitely a, a Stafford fan. So um, hopefully he heals up if he is hurt and he can show what he has for the uh, stretch run. Yeah, man, I, I love Stafford. I've been a big Stafford fan for a long time and. I want to see him do well. I want to see him get into the playoffs. I want to see, you know, it's unfortunate that uh, Robert Woods is done, even though for some reason they haven't put him on the IR yet. So I can't stash him in IR spots, which is annoying me in fantasy. But uh, I don't know what the deal is uh, behind that. But, um, yeah, hopefully they kind of uh, they get it together. OBJ can be in that playbook for the next two weeks. and. Uh, and they can really uh, come back and be dominant like they were to begin the season. All right, Bill, we talked about bad, but hit us with some ugly. Yeah, so we all know how bad uh, the Lions are, and we all know uh, if you are a regular viewer slash listener how anti-Jared Goff I am. Uh, But, and maybe this isn't a but, but that's not who my ugly is. My ugly is Jared Goff threw 25 passes, one of them to Hawkinson, zero receptions. So, like, it's ugly when you have a tight end that you feel is a top six tight end in the league, but he's not even getting utilized. Why is that? Is it because Goff turtles – uh you know, at the sign of pressure, is it, you know, it's just the scheme this week, but there's been some weeks where, you know, Hawk just kind of almost disappears or maybe they were keeping him into black. Like I, you know, I don't know, but when you have somebody that you're hoping and expecting to be a top six and he gets one target in a close game, like that's concerning. And um, the Lions have Goff probably through next year. So, um, unless they figure something out, um, you know, that's, we're going to have to deal with that for another year. And by that time, you know, now, uh, he's 27 or whatever. So, um, a little scary as a, uh, Hawkinson, um, you know, as having Hawkinson on so many teams. 
Yeah, and I I had uh, heard someplace that apparently Dan Campbell had taken over uh, play calling duties this week. So, which makes even less sense, right? You would think a former tight end would want to just feed his tight end, um, but yeah, man, that was that was weird. Uh, I got Hawkinson in some spots, and I was just like. Why are they not throwing him the ball? It's just, and then uh, in the in the Philly market where I live, the the Cowboys game was on during the one o'clock because the uh, the Eagles didn't play until four o'clock, and then they did the uh, you know we want to give you guys a more competitive game to watch, so we're going to switch over to the Lions and the Steelers, and I and then I had to watch. TJ Hawkinson not get tar- not get targeted. And I'm like, why are we not targeting the the best pass catcher on the team? But that yeah, was frustrating. All right, Drew, uh, hit us with your ugly. Bill, I will see you, your TJ Hawkinson, and raise you a Mike Gesicki. Uh, I did not get to see the game, so I'm I'm just not sure if it was what what the issue was with the execution or the connection here, but to go back and look and see seven targets and zero catches, therefore zero points for everybody who uh, thought we were in a good spot to start him here was uh, that was an ugly cry after that game and that stat line. Uh, and I don't know what's worse the, you know, just being cut out because of play calling or having seven chances and not having any of them connect. Um, but yeah, that, that was pretty, pretty, pretty bad yeah, or so- ugly. Yeah, I think I only saw one of the targets and it was um it was a pretty rough pass and he like kind of tipped it and he almost caught it falling backwards and then it hit the ground and like you know lost it or whatever but um you know so it was probably a combo of both, you know what I mean? Like errant yeah. passes and uh just poor uh you know they didn't uh complete those passes or he might've dropped them. I, I don't, I didn't see all of them, but yeah, it was, uh, that one was just like, Oh, and it was kind of a big play. So, so Bill made me sad, uh, with TJ Hawkinson and then drew put me into a full blown depression because in the spots that I don't have, uh, Hawk, I almost in all the rest of the spots have, uh, Mike Gusecki. So watching that game and watching, Passes that aren't on target, watching them drop passes, and then you see uh, you see Adam Shaheen catching passes, and, and Durham Smythe catching. It's just like what what are we doing? I would see a tight end catch a ball, and I would be I would get excited, and then it, no, that's Adam Shaheen. Why? So it was it was rough. Um, you got you guys. Um, you guys hit me hard with the tight ends. I'm going to go to a different position though, so that uh, I don't uh, I don't just full blown uh, run out into traffic here. Um, Matt Ryan, nine for twenty one, one hundred and seventeen yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, listen, pe- people were asking me, well, what do you think about this game against Atlanta after the? the beating you guys took against Denver. And I said, well, Atlanta just came off of a good win against New Orleans. 
I feel like they might be heating up a little bit. I, I think it's going to be a good game, and I, I think uh, I think Dallas ends up pulling it out in the end. Well, they were up by 33 points at halftime, and <laughs> that that was all she wrote for that game. So uh, I think they I think they ended up scoring one more time in the second half, but they didn't need to because uh, not only had they built such a big lead in the first half, but Atlanta did absolutely nothing on offense. So um, unfortunately, uh, Cordero Patterson got hurt. I'm not sure what his status is for Thursday uh, against the Patriots, but even if, uh, even if he is good to go, uh, Patriots always seem to know how to, uh, take you out of what you like to do. Um, and if he can't play, you have the dynamic backfield duo of Mike Davis and Wayne Gallman. So, um, Atlanta fans, I'm sorry, uh, apologies for that, but, um, yeah, Matt Ryan just looked, looked terrible. Um, and it's funny because in the first quarter he hit like three pa- three nice passes to um, to Kyle Pitts, and I was like, "Oh man, Kyle Pitts is just gonna he's gonna eat us alive." I don't know if anyone else will be able to do anything. And then it stopped, <laughs> and then there was no more. You know, I know he had a few more uh, targets after that, but after that kind of first quarter, it was no more of the. Uh, the Kyle Pitts show, which I was fine with. Um, some of my fantasy teams weren't, but I was, as a uh, as a football fan, was fine with that. So, yeah, you got you guys hit us with two tight ends. I wanted to throw a quarterback in there that just did terribly. Yeah, I was actually going to pick um, uh, Russell Gage just because, like, he's like the wide receiver that um, you know, like, is supposed to maybe be the the guy, you know, after everybody's been left the team and he had three targets zero zero and then i looked up at your um you're ugly and i was like whoa nine completions so like <laughs> like i mean how do you even like uh where do you even start with and i didn't want to like double the team but like yeah that's oh. that's rough and um you know like nine completions I- how do you like that helps no one. <laughs> Kyle Kyle Pitts had a third of Matt Ryan's completions. More. Oh, did he have more than three catches? He had four. Oh, he had four. Forty-four percent. <laughs> so Atlanta, be prepared to be on on the ugly list two weeks in a row. Yeah, for real. And I I want to make uh, you brought up Russell Gage. I want to make a meme that says "Stop trying to make Russell Gage a thing." Because he always has that one or two good games every season, and we go, well, maybe Russell Gage is the guy, and he does. This is what Russell Gage does. <laughs> always on your bench. He suckers us in, and then uh, then he pulls the rug out from under us, and we hit the floor like a ton of bricks. All right, so we got through the good, the bad, the ugly. That was a lot of fun. Let's have even more fun, and let's uh, let's talk about what we saw on the timeline. So this first one here is from JRC at Viking Power 72. This is a dynasty rebuild. Would you rather own Javante Williams or next year's rookie 101? So if you if you were gonna make a trade, you know the guy is uh the guy who's trading the pick is straight trash. He's gonna definitely be the 101. 
Are you keeping that pick or are you trading it away for Javante Williams? Uh, Drew, why don't you start us off here and tell us what you think? Josh, let's have some fun. So in, in our sleeper league, I actually will most likely have V101. <laughs> you also in our sleeper league happen to have one Javante Williams on your roster. I do have Javante Williams. I would be willing to give you my 101 next year for that said Javante Williams. All right. So let's. This is exciting. This is exciting. And let's put a little context on this. So this is a 14 team super flex PPR with no tight end premium, just so that uh, everyone knows this league that we speak of. Drew has been, um, he has been tanking. Uh, oh, I've been setting an active lineup every week, Josh. Uh, doesn't mean you ain't been tanking. Uh, <laughs> and, and listen, by the way, I'm not saying that is a derogatory thing. I think that is a, I think that is a fine strategy to use in certain situations. Drew team, Drew's team dictates that he should be using that strategy. So I got nothing against it. Um, so this this is super flex. Um, my team would be the 105 right now if things were to end today. Um, Problem is that 101 will probably, by the time we draft, be a quarterback. I don't know who that quarterback would be because this year's quarterback class isn't exactly uh, lighting the world on fire right now. But I have Josh Allen. I have Kirk Cousins. uh, And I don't think I need a quarterback, especially an iffy quarterback. And I think Javante is going to be real good, man. I think... You know, I think they show Melvin Gordon the door after this season, and it just turns into the Javante show. And we've been seeing what he's been doing on limited, uh, on limited touches. I mean, he's pretty much 50-50 with Melvin Gordon, and he still looks so freaking good. So, Drew, while I appreciate you, and I, I appreciate the offer that you have made, I think I'm going to keep my Javante. I think you, uh, you keep the 101. You do something wonderful with that. And um, yeah, but I, I like the way you came with that, man. I I completely forgot that I had Javante in that league. Uh, I knew you had the 101, so it was an interesting way to, uh, to get yeah, about I, that. <laughs> but I do like the fact that you said you would trade the 101 for Javante, and I, I think that's an important thing to bring out of this as well. But go ahead. Keep going, Drew. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I found this tweet as well, so it was, it was fun to see that you'd already put it on on the show sheet so um yeah and then i mean i guess we'll just go with whatever whatever bill says here he'll be the tiebreaker since uh, i want to and you don't so here you go before before bill goes off uh our man uh justin at run dff you fool josh Uh, listen i might be a fool but i think javante is going to be really good and i think justin wants you to flip that pick after you after i give it to you (laughs) Drew, uh, I, I'm not breaking a tie because you guys agree. You both want to. Oh, Javante. that's true. That's very so, true. Um, but I will be, I will counter it because I just, it really just depends. Like if I could use Javante right now, like there, there's some value in that. But yeah, I'm, I'm taking the 101 because as much as we don't like uh, whoever is available at the moment, like the 101 ends up taking, you know, People will go crazy for it regardless because the hype builds for so long during the offseason that, like, I'm 
I'm making that move probably every time. And yes, I, I Javante looks good and like, but who's to say they don't replace Melvin Gordon with somebody else. Right. And they want to do the two headed monster thing and keep them both fresh. So like banking on him, just taking over and being a bell cow, I'm not sure, you know, that's going to happen. So, um, I'll take the one one just because I feel like that's easy money um, because it, and it's guaranteed. I know that it's going to increase in value and I'll be able to get something. I think I'll be able to get more. And I, might, I might even be able to get Javante plus later on during the off season. So that's what Justin said. He said, you can get Javante plus in April. I, yep, I, there we go. I, that's something, that's something I'm, I'm going to want to track and see if, that actually happens because I, I, well, I think a, a lot of times we say that and then once the season is over, we we go one of two ways with rookies. We either go, man, look at what they can be and we put the rose colored glasses on or if they had a poor season, we bury them in the ground and we never speak about them again. And I think Javante will be in that first group unless an injury happens or, you know, he just all of a sudden stinks to end the season so but i i will be curious to see what uh that that maybe i should make a note and do that poll in like uh may uh march 1st or something like that like what would you uh because like who would you consider similar to him like jk dobbins like you know like how everybody was getting excited for dobbins like during the off season i mean granted it's a different type of class but like nobody's trading the 101 for Dobbins last year. Um right. and Dobbins had all the hype because they didn't draft anybody and mm-hmm. you know all of that. So like um it'll be interesting. I I I, I am interested to see how that happens this offseason because it is an interesting one and I think like if you really do need a running back and you're a contender, I mean I don't hate doing making that move right now because like you know, it's going to help your team this year. And especially if something happens to Melvin Gordon, you know what I mean? And you're not going to lose. You're not going to zero, even if it doesn't quite work out. So, um, no, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's a, it's something that, uh, you know, it's a fun one for sure. So the reason, uh, the reason I'm willing to do that is I also have what is currently the one Oh two in this league. Ah. My running backs are currently Jamichael hasty Rex Burkhead and a Salvan Ahmed uh, is what I have paired my running back core down to. So I'd love to get uh, a young guy that I can build around and then add a couple of other draft picks next year. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, Justin, I hope you're right. I hope Josh comes crawling back in April wanting that 101, and I will absolutely get whatever I can out of that deal. (laughs) I got got the 105, so I'm cool. Uh, You know, it looks like there's going to be a lot of – similarly ranked players guys that we like you know just based on what i'm hearing the the smart devy people say so i think i'll be fine at fine at 105 i think i'll be all right so um <laughs> and and justin i love when justin comes on he's always uh he's always just saying what he says uh drew you need about five more first so uh Turn turn that one hundred and one into a few uh, few ones, and uh, I got I got two more. I got our buddy Rockies on the back end, and uh, I got 
who is Dave T's. So we'll see where they land. A couple late ones. Yeah. As of right now, a couple later ones. So, hey, yeah, Drew knows what he's doing. Drew's, Drew's piling up the first. I can't get a first at anybody, but Drew always, uh, Drew can get a first out of people. Not for Javante. Get out of here. Um, so JRC, even though we talked a lot about a, a league that Drew and I are in, I hope that helps out, you know, and, you know, it, it does depend on kind of what your your running back room looks like, too, because if you do have other young guys, you know, what if, you, you know, if you're sitting, Bill mentioned like J.K. Dobbins, okay, he's on IR, but he's going to come back next year. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be fine. And you have, you know, maybe you went young. You have Travis Etienne, too, who, you know, will come back and we'll see what happens. Or you have Cam Akers. We'll see what happens. You know, you might have some guys uh, waiting in the wings that are that have been on IR that might make your room better and maybe a position where you don't need a Javante. So um, we'll see. But let's move on to the next one here. Avram. Avramonoff, I probably said that wrong and I apologize, at all-day pigskin. For everyone saying it's Wayne Gallman season, did Mike Davis just disappear off the face of the earth? So, obviously, we mentioned this earlier. Cordero Patterson got hurt. I'm not sure what his status is for Thursday and beyond. But if he's out, if he's not going to play, um... I've seen a lot of people grab Wayne Gallman. I think I may have even gotten him in a league. I just put a bid in on him to see what would happen. Um, what do you guys think about Wayne Gallman? Is he going to be the guy that uh, that solves the Atlanta Falcons running back problems while Cordero Patterson's out? Or is it just like another guy, whatever? We'll see what happens. Uh, Bill, why don't you start us off on this one? Yeah, I mean, so to answer his question first, um, yeah, he did disappear off the face of the earth. Um, like, it has happened all season. Like, <laughs> I mean, he hasn't done anything. Like, he's just been, I mean, people were throwing, like, early seconds for him, you know, during the uh, during the preseason. And, um, like, it's just, and some are even, I, I would imagine even in late first, I would imagine it happened a few times, but um, people were so excited for him. So like based on expectations, yes, he has disappeared. Um, but, and to answer your question about Wayne Gallman, no, because there was times he wasn't even active. So like, I mean, how, if he can't even be the third back, you know what I mean? Like there, there's something there. I mean, they just are not going to have a, a run game. Um, and you know, I mean, they're probably going to try to, and there's probably going to be a lot of touches for one or both of the backs cumulatively, but like, I mean, the efficiency will not be there I mean, unless one of them gets lucky and breaks a 20 yard run. <laughs> so, and Justin, again, Mike Davis is trash. Oh, he has been this year, man. He has been a hot steaming pile of garbage. Uh, Drew, is is Wayne Gallman the answer or, you know, Hell is, no. this, is this the resurgence of, uh, of Mike Davis? Uh, first, I, I think I saw somebody tweet earlier. I don't know how reliable it was that Patterson has been practicing every day this week. So there is okay. a possibility that he may try to tough it out tomorrow night, um, which, uh, you know, even if he does, who, who knows what that's going to look like. 
but um, even if he's a little bit of a decoy or something, maybe it opens up a little something for Ryan. But based on this last week, uh, go and start Rex Burkhead. Go and start Salvana. <laughs> go and start Royce Freeman. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have zero expectation for any kind of Atlanta running game, like Bill said. And I would pivot almost anywhere else, especially with Thursday night. Lindsay said it earlier. Uh, you don't want to sit on a terrible, terrible Thursday night game while you wait for Sunday to roll around. So um, I, I don't know. I, now that I've said that publicly, watch one of them finally do something. But uh, yeah, I would be avoiding that run game altogether if possible. Yeah, I have to stare at a lot of a lot of Mike Gusecki zeros. Uh, Thursday into into Sunday, it was a tough. It was a tough one, but um. Yeah, man, this is so interesting because during the offseason, I was saying, well, you have to like Mike Davis, not because he's good, you know, but because he should be the guy because they literally didn't have anyone else back there. And Arthur Smith figured out pretty quick that, well, uh, Mike Davis sucks. Let's try using Corderell Patterson and see what happens in unlocked uh, CP. And then, you know, we're like, well, Wayne Gallman's in the in the wings. And I think we all looked at what he did last year when Saquon Barkley was hurt. And we were like, man, he looked pretty good. You know, he, he was having decent games. And we thought, you know, if anything happened, that Wayne Gallman could, you know, possibly be a piece. But it, they really haven't figured out the running game this season. I mean, even Cordero Patterson is you know, maybe he lines up at the running back spot, but he's doing a, the majority of his damage through the air. Um, Mike Davis is averaging, like I think, like 2.8 yards a carry or something. You can vet me on that if you want, but it's it's low. I know that for a fact. I know it's not a high number. So, like, what do we, you know, I, I got Wayne Gallman as a lotto ticket. I think I, I think I got him in one league. He's a lotto ticket. Guess what? If he, uh, if Cordero Patterson doesn't play and Wayne Gallman goes 12 for 48 with no touchdowns, guess what? He's, he'll probably be the first guy I cut for whatever guy pops in week 11 that I want to try to take, you know, you know, take a claim on it and see if that lotto ticket cashes in, you know? So yeah, at this point, Mike, Mike Davis is done. I mean, Mike Mike Davis has disappeared off of the face of the earth since since the season started, and Wayne Gallman's not the answer either. So I know Justin is a is a big Falcons fan. I'm sorry, brother. Um, you got Kyle Pitts though. Be be happy in that you have Kyle Pitts. Uh, that guy is going to be a stud for years to come. But uh, at the running back position, it's gonna you know it's gonna take a little bit of time, whether it's through free agency or the draft. Uh, this next one here is from the dude. I kind of like that. The dude uh, at Cameron Bears one hundred and four. So he's saying his other backs are Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt, Chris Carson, and Jeff Wilson Jr. Standard scoring, non PPR, twenty team dynasty league. So the first in this trade would probably be between the 12 to 18 range, which is a very wide range. Um, 
So the trade here is David Montgomery or Travis Etienne and a first. And again, that first is in that that very wide range because if this was a 12-team league, that would be between the 112 and the 206. <laughs> that, that, there's a lot of difference between those two picks. So um, we'll, you know, we'll each try to decipher how we want to tackle the value of that first. But I'm I'm gonna go first here. And I according to the to the poll here, I'm in the minority. Um I'm going with David Montgomery though. I mean, I know there's probably gonna be a new coaching staff in there next year. So what I'm saying now may not uh may not be true for the next coaching staff that comes in, but they give him the work. I mean, we thought Khalil Herbert might be a thing even when Montgomery came back based on what he did. And this, you know, last week back, he was, you know, he was getting the majority of the snaps, the majority of the touches. And that says something. And um, there's not a lot of backs in the league anymore that you go. I mean, we just talked about Javante Williams, who's literally in a 50-50 timeshare with Melvin Gordon there's not a lot of backs in the league that we go when he's in there, when he's healthy, he's the guy touching the ball. You know, you have your Christian Caffrey's Zeke was that guy. And this year it has been a lot more of a split with Tony Pollard. So we can't even put him in that category anymore. Dalvin cook is one of those guys, but you know, that list is a, is a very, very short list. Uh, so I like a guy, you know, especially at the running back position, that gets those majority of the touches. Travis Etienne, what's he going to be next year? I mean, he was a first-round pick, and we thought, you know, big things were coming, even with James Robinson there because they spent a first-round pick on him. And, you know, obviously that means they're going to use him. But he's been hurt. It's, you know, kind of like a lift strength injury. And those usually take like a year once, you know, we saw it with Julio, he, he had it and it took him a year. Des Bryant, it took him a year after the surgery to come back. So, okay, so can he be good? Sure, but now I have to wait three years before I even find that out. I don't know if I want to do that. And then that first is such a wide range. I mean, if that ends up being the 18th pick, you're really talking about like the 206 and Travis Etienne. Um, I don't want it. I'll probably be in the minority. You guys will probably wise me up on why the other side is better, but uh, that that's my opinions on it. Uh, Drew, what do you think about this one? Uh, I flip-flopped on this. Uh, I like the idea of having a couple of shots at something working out with ETN coming back and then seeing who's there wherever that pick falls. Um, yeah, I get it. I think this class coming up, a lot of people are underwhelmed with uh, maybe the depth of talent or maybe they just don't think that there's uh, a lot of uh, surefire guys in this draft so if you're uh, it looks like i don't know if you're rebuilding then sure maybe you take the take the gamble and see what you can do if you're trying to do anything this year of course you got to take the guy that's getting the touches and i think when it comes to running backs i tend to be with you josh where i'd, I'd prefer to have what i feel like is more of a sure thing I don't mind to have a few dart throws on the bench and see if somebody pops where I can use them for a few weeks. Um, but ultimately if, if, you know, if David Montgomery is my running back too, 
I would love that. Or maybe depending on a 20 team league, maybe he's your RB one right now, uh, based on how you structure your team. And I would much rather have that even going into, is it his fourth year next year? And, you know, it gets to the end of his rookie contract. You don't know what's going to happen with the coaching staff, but he has been uh, a bit underrated. I think we'd say over his career, um, a lot of people letting him drop in drafts, whether it's startup or redraft. So I, I would take a guy like that, that even, you know, what if he does go and do 50, 50 with someone else uh, in a season or two, I still like what he does with those touches. So I think at the end of the day, I probably stick with Monty unless I'm really in a, a tough rebuild where this is what I really think is the best value I'll get from Montgomery right now. Yeah, Drew, it's real. It's really interesting you talked about being overrated because I remember uh, Bill and I did an episode during the offseason and we actually did a, uh, you know, do you like this guy or that guy based on ADP with David Montgomery? I can't remember where he ended up. Maybe in that like eighteen to twenty range. I'm yeah, and I could be misremembering that. But uh, you know, points per game, he he's much higher than you know eighteen to twenty. So, um, yeah, we we do criminally underrate him. I think. What do you think about this one, Bill? Yeah, this is uh, a pretty interesting one because, like, if this is uh, his pick then, um, you know, adding Montgomery is going to make it a later pick. Um, and that makes his team, um, you know, good for this year. Long-term, who knows, right? So, like, that that's a good add for this year. A 20-team league makes me kind of reconsider this a little bit because looking at his backs, he's – he's really only has Dalvin, which who's to say what's going to happen um, as he ages. Right. So I can see wanting to add some depth to and youth to the team um, in a 20 team league is just streaming a running your second running back that big of a deal. Like it may not be. So um, it really depends on, if he feels like this can put him over the, you know, over the hump to get, um, to become a true contender. Um, and that's hard to say without more information. Um, so I, I, I do lean, um, going Montgomery, but I can totally see, um, taking the other side of that and just cause a 20 team league, man, that's tough. Right. Like, I mean, but you might, that, that one 12 to 206 in a regular trip, you don't know if that person, you know, that player's ever going to be anything. Um, so um, that does make me lean Montgomery um, slightly. Um, but I, I can't blame you if you want to play a little, you know, it, it it's never wrong to like make some moves thinking you're going to help yourself next year. And, and sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't really affect how you perform this year. Um, so like I'm typically a person who likes or doesn't like, but prefer or doesn't mind playing with a uh, questionable RB two. Um, so in a 20 team league, I would be totally happy with, um, with uh, Wilson as my RB two, like seeing that he's getting some touches now. So um you know, I'd be content at least. So, um, good question though. This is, that's an interesting one. I wish I had m- more information. Yeah. And 
I like what you said there, Bill, about like streaming the RB2 because I play in a 16-teamer. I have Dalvin and literally just a, a bunch of backups. And luckily, I've, I chose the right backups because, I mean, I, you know, I've had Devontae Booker and I've had Dearness Johnson and I've had uh, Darrell Williams. Uh, so I kind of just got lucky where all the backups that I had ended up being starting running backs. But yeah, sometimes, like you said, a, a Jeff Wilson, you know, isn't isn't a bad way to be, you know, because you know he's going to get some touches. You know, Tony Pollard is another one where you know he's the backup on his team, um, but he'll get you some points. And may, and maybe that's what you you look for. Maybe if this is a deal you're a little bit unsure of, why don't you drop down a tier of running back and see you know is the tony pollard owner you know does he have a ton of running backs or is he giving up on the season and maybe just trying to cash out for what he can get and um maybe you can get tony pollard for a cheaper price than you could a david montgomery um so i like this from justin just made me laugh he said hmm, wonder which 16 teamer that could be uh, justin knows uh so yeah, you know, but yeah, I mean, I think we all like Montgomery, but I also think we all understand kind of the allure and the upside that ETN in the first could have, um, depending on what happens. But if we all went on the uh, Montgomery side, we would actually be in the very small minority Uh Dave Montgomery only got 27% of the vote. ETN and the first got uh, 73. So obviously, uh, hey, if you're a contender and you uh, you need a little help at the running back position, uh, try to go get Dave Montgomery. Apparently he can be had uh, for less than uh, Travis ETN and the first. So um, all right, let's go to the let's go to the next one here. This is from Fantasy Football Commission at Ask the FFC. If Damian Harris plays for the Patriots Thursday night versus the Falcons, do you play Ramondre? So obviously we're talking about the Patriots backfield here. Damian Harris did not play this past week because of a concussion. And they didn't really need him because they uh, destroyed the Browns. what was it like 40 45 to 7 or something like that it was it was bad it was very ugly ugly, ugly yes we're actually surprised you know i'm actually surprised now that we say i'm saying it that none of us just put the entire browns team as our ugly but uh yeah so damian harris comes back what do you guys think is you know do you can you still play Ramondre if damian harris is in um, Drew, why don't you start us off, man? Do you play him, or is it just like, uh, take a pass? Uh, my gut reaction to this question is I hope you don't have to make that choice. Um, if Harris is back, uh, I, I don't think, unless, again, you're in a super deep league, or, again, if you're in a 20-teamer, then sure, you, you may have no other choice but to. But I think in you know, the typical 12-teamers that we all play in, uh, a lot of um, – I, I hope you don't have to really consider that, but I understand with injuries and stuff. Um, but no, I think if he plays for me, I would look elsewhere. You know, I try to flex a different 
wide receiver or if you're in a tight end premium, what do you have on the on the bench for tight end? Um, it's it's just so so tough. There are so few um, you know guarantees in in this game, anyways. And then you start looking at the Patriots backfield on a Thursday night, which I know that you know the old adage of trying to play running backs on Thursday nights tends to be better. But yeah, I, I would just avoid um, that if I could. And again, wait and see what happens. If you have somebody else that's questionable for the weekend, see how that plays out. You know, play the waiver wire a little bit. You still have some time to get a trade done if you're, you know, if this is a make or break week for you, if that's what you feel. So um, short answer is I, I, I wouldn't if, uh, if I didn't have to. All right, Bill, what do you think? Are you playing Ramondre if Damian Harris is, is available and active this week? Um, yeah. So like if it's, um, kind of like what Drew said, like where you, you have to, it's like him or you're going to the waivers. Like I'm totally fine playing him because like, I can't figure out that backfield. I can't figure out what, uh, Belichick's going to do. So he's got as good a shot as hit to hit something as any other back I pick up off the waiver wire. Um, you know, do, so like, I'm okay starting him if I have to. Um, and I probably have to in a few of my leagues just because of how I play the running back position and you get an injury or two and all of a sudden you're stuck. So, um, like, you know, I think that, um, I'm okay. I don't feel great about it, but like, I mean, he's just like any other backup, um, for me, um, who knows? Right. So you're just rolling the dice at that point. And whether it's him um, or someone else, like I actually would rather play him over some other backup just because there is the chance that he becomes that um, the game plan this, this week, you know what I mean? Like he's going to be the one getting the passes. He's the one, you know, maybe they use him more uh, and, and Bolden takes a step back, you know, like, so I think that, I'm okay playing him, but it's not ideal, obviously. Yeah, so I think it's no. I think if Damian Harris is in, I I don't play Ramondre. Um, It seems like when Damian Harris is healthy, he's kind of the guy there. It doesn't seem like – and I remember this happened, I think, a few weeks ago where – Damian Harris got hurt. Maybe it was a rib injury or something like that. And Ramondre played and had a, had a good game. And then Damian Harris was back the next week and Ramondre was back to, you know, no, no kind of status whatsoever. Now Ramondre also just had a monster game. So that could, that could change things in Bill Belichick's mind. And like you guys are saying, trying to predict, the Patriots backfield is excruciating uh, if you have to do it. So I think on Thursday, I mean, we talked about, you know, the pain of looking at a small number until Sunday. And that's definitely a possibility with Ramondre. If Damian Harris plays, I think I would go in another direction, but obviously if you're stuck, if you're looking at, you know, the Sal Von Ahmeds of the world and other other assorted players. Um, that Ramondre Steven, Stevenson looks good, and you just you put him out there and you hope for the best. But if you have other options, I think I uh, I think I leave him on the bench and uh, 
give it another week to play out with Damian Harris in the fold and see what happens. So, and that one, I think that one was, yeah, that one was pretty close. That was like 51% for no and 49% for yes. So you're going to, uh, you're going to see a lot of teams uh, play Ramondre and you're going to see a lot of teams sit Ramondre. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does tomorrow, but we got a question in the chat here and I want to get to it um, from Hanzin G. Jamar Chase for Deontay Johnson and AJ Dillon. Now he said this is a this is a season long PPR league. He is currently six and four, so he's trying to uh, finish the season strong and get that that high seed in his league. So, uh, Bill, why don't you start us off, Jamar Chase or Deontay Johnson and AJ Dillon? Uh, like I. I... I'm okay taking the Deontay and AJ Dillon side if you really need a running back and you are if if you're six and four you need the running back and you need to win this week. Uh, I mean, or maybe the next couple weeks, right? Because Dillon should be getting the uh, a load of touches the next few weeks, so um, that would be ideal and it would help you at least get to where you want to be and then you know that once you make the playoffs you know who knows what's going to happen um i don't feel like there's such a, a a large difference between chase and deontay rest of season um as long as ben's playing right like he 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 likes to just pepper him he gets double digit targets almost every week i mean so I, i'm okay doing that like but now i also see the other side if you're just looking to consolidate because you have so much depth. Um, and I feel like the, the, the upside for the rest of the season as a whole um, is probably on the chase side. Um, but I think uh, push comes to shove and I have to pick one at six and four. I want Deontay and AJ Dillon. Yeah. Let's make it two for two bill. Um, when I first saw the, the question, my dynasty mind turned on and said, uh, hell no, never. Uh, but then once he said this was a, a season long, a redraft league, I looked at it and I said, yeah, like I, that is a trade I would do in redraft because you, you mentioned it. Deontay Johnson just gets like a million targets a game. Uh, even with, even with, um, I almost said Kyle Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, um, I think he got 11 targets, if if I'm remembering that correctly. So even with the switching quarterback, he got a bunch of targets. So this isn't a, well, it's only when Ben Roethlisberger is out there. Someone else is behind center. Um, it's not going to be the same. Uh, there you go. Uh, Han just told us 13, uh, 13 targets. So, um, yeah, I like that. And you're going to get a starting running back in. AJ Dillon for at least two weeks. And who knows if the Patriots uh or excuse me, Patriots, geez, the Packers, um, they're currently the number one seed, I think, in the NFC. So if they are still winning games, they may give Aaron Jones as much time as he needs to be a hundred percent if AJ Dillon is out there and producing and they're winning games. So it looks like one to two weeks right now, but it could be, you know, there could be a third week tacked on if, you know, they just go, oh, 
We just won the last two. We'll give him one more week just to make sure he is right and ready going into the playoffs. So um, I'll take those two guys. And even if Aaron Jones comes back after one week, A.J. Dillon has, has some standalone value. So we have, to, we have to keep that in mind, too. So I love Jamar Chase. I can understand why you would, even in redraft, why you would want to keep him. But I like having uh, two guys that could uh, put up big points for you, at least for the next week or two. All right, Drew, wrap us up. Man. Who do you like? Are you taking Chase or are you taking Deontay Johnson and A.J. Dillon? Yeah, I think for redraft, I'm fine taking that. Um, you know, you probably need the running back depth is what it looks like. So whether you've got somebody who's coming back from injury soon, maybe you've got Saquon or somebody that's not back 100% yet, or if you're sitting on Kareem Hunt as your RB2. Um, and the Packers buy is week 13, so I could totally see them doing what you're talking about, Josh, where give Aaron Jones the next two weeks total, get him through the bye week, and uh, you know you get two more really good games out of uh, A.J. Dillon, and maybe you get to eight and four, and you feel a lot better about your playoff prospects and or points or whatever you're going after here for the league. So I feel like it's a pretty uh, – at face value, I understand the sticker shock um, because I think we do so much dynasty, but like you said, for, for redraft, I'm with – I'm with Justin on this one. Go ahead and do it. Yep. So you got you got not only the three of us saying do it, but Justin's in the chat saying do it. And uh, I, I'd listen to Justin. Just go ahead. Just go ahead and do it. Uh, and hopefully, uh, like Drew said, get yourself two wins. Get yourself to eight and four and feel real nice uh, heading into the uh, the playoff push. All right, we got we got one more here. From the optimistic Vikings fan at Super Skull fan, and I love—I don't know who who dropped this on there, but put uh, at Short Logic Burner. Uh, I know it's not his burner because he's never an optimistic Vikings fan, uh, so uh, I don't think it's him. But but shout out to our boy Short Logic. Um, he said he's really desperate at quarterback in a super flex league. He's got Joe Burrow, Zach Wilson, and Jared Goff. Uh, that's Bill's favorite quarterback there, Jared Goff. Uh, but he's stacked that wide receiver. He's got Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, T. Higgins, and Brian Edwards. What would be an offer for a quarterback using either Moore or Perf, Perf preferably, whoo, can't spit that out, Higgins and Edwards that would be accepted? Um, all right. So, like Higgins and Edwards is gonna get you like nothing. <laughs> I mean, it'll get you Derek Carr. Do you think it would get you Derek Carr? I mean, it could on the right team, right? If a team's um, looking to yeah. get younger, yeah, and good point, like, and they want to get Carr off of their team. Like, I'm sorry for jumping in. Um, no, 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 no. I'm glad like, you did because you brought up a good point. Oh, no. was that? I, I mean, yeah, like that's all. <laughs> I just wanted to interrupt you and tell you who I like popped into my head. <laughs> no, that I mean, I hadn't prepared. <laughs> no, that that's perfect because I was really like, I was thinking lower than Derek Carr just because I feel like Derek Carr has had a good season. Um, Teddy, Jimmy G. I was thinking Jimmy G. That was actually the name that popped into my mind was like Jimmy G. Um, Teddy, I think could you, you do Matt Ryan. 
after this week, you might be able to. I mean, to... And that's what I'm saying. Like, just, yeah. you have to do it this week because he's going to come back and do fine. Like, I think. Yeah, because um, I, I think he was like, uh, I think he was like the offensive player of the week, like either uh, week eight or week nine or something like that. So he, you know, it's crazy how he's swinging back and forth right now. But yeah, that might be a guy you get him after a terrible performance and hope that he, uh, that he bounces back. Yeah. Go ahead. By the way, I was just searching uh, the points per game in the OG Listener League uh, for quarterbacks, and I just wanted to throw this out there, but Baker Mayfield is 29th in points per game for quarterbacks. How the mighty have fallen from two years ago. Completely changing the topic, and apologies, but... Well, first of all, if you are a a timeline listener, you know that uh, Bill... And Baker have a blood feud going on right now. It's been going on for years. Uh, I do love his commercials. That's all. That's what I have good to say about him. Yeah, Bill. Bill likes uh, Baker's personality. Is pretty much what yes. he's saying. Um, <laughs> so he has a great personality. Um, he does have a great personality. But yeah, um, Drew brought it up. I was thinking like Jimmy G because honestly, I mean, I think. T. Higgins has been like a like mid to high end wide receiver three this year. Brian Edwards had a good week last week, but he's been pretty much non-existent before that. So, I, I mean, there, you're not going to get anything that you are like, oh, man, I'm so glad I traded these two guys and got this quarterback. You'll get Jimmy Garoppolo and you'll be like, OK, he's decent. He starts every week. He doesn't kill my team uh or you'll you know same thing with like a teddy bridgewater but you're never going to be like excited to plug that into your super flex and be like yeah like i know this guy can get me you know 28 points this week you're like yeah if this guy can just get me like 15 i'll be all right you know i'll be happy with that yeah i think this is something that you look at super flex too and I've been there before where you just automatically assume you have to start a second quarterback in that super flex spot, but you look at the depth of the receivers. I mean, even if it's a start three, that means you're choosing to bench Deontay and DJ Moore maybe every week. And there are weeks that those two could outscore Jimmy Garoppolo or Teddy Bridgewater or one of these other guys. The other thought that I had come across was, you know, do you package Zach Wilson as still a young rookie? If somebody's optimistic about him and try to upgrade to a, a more, veteran quarterback that maybe somebody else has as their third quarterback or something like that. So you got a couple options, but I wouldn't just go and, and move guys to move them just because you want to have somebody fill a position. Um, you know, you want points, right? So maximize your points. Is there someone else in another position that can take that super flex spot that points per game will give you a boost and help you make a strong push this year and, you know, hopefully set you up for the future as well. So he, he said, preferably, T. Higgins and Brian Edwards, but he did also mention that he would be open to trading DJ Moore. So what, if any, rise in quarterback ring do you think DJ Moore gets you? Because DJ Moore, you know, has all the talent in the world, but man, I mean, Sam Darnold, just three good weeks and has been stinking out loud ever since. He's not there anymore. We saw a little bit of PJ Walker, but it's going to turn into the Cam Newton show now in Carolina. So is there really like this huge rise in quarterback that you can get by trading DJ Moore? What do you think, Bill? 
Man, I think you'll get more than T. Higgins. Um, but, like, how much more? I'm not sure that it's going to be substantially more. Um, pun intended, I guess. Um, uh, I'm actually just started scrolling through um, the trade finder to see if there's anything for T Higgins. And then I'll also look it up for uh, DJ Moore. but yeah, um, I don't really see anything where T Higgins is being traded um, directly for a quarterback over right. the last, like since the beginning of the month. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that it's going to be a ton more, but I think like you could probably get a, uh, like a Tannehill maybe. Oh, okay. I think, like you might have to do more and Higgins together, which again, if he's saying preferably Higgins, it sounds like they want to maybe diversify their roster a little bit, not have two Bengals receivers, which is fine. So if you're okay, getting moving both of those guys on. And then, you know, if that, if those two will get you maybe to a Tannehill or somebody that can blow up a little bit yeah. um, or has a little bit more um, yeah, you're probably right. ceiling to them, then that's, that would be something that I consider. But um, again, with, with Chase, Jefferson, Lamb, and Deontay as your top four receivers, you can really kind of play with the bottom of your, your bench there. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't – again, I wouldn't do it just to do it because you want to have a, a better quarterback. You want to look at somebody that's going to make your team materially better for this year and hopefully a couple years. Yeah, Jerry, you, you brought up two good points. A, maybe it's packaging DJ Moore with T. Higgins instead of Higgins and Edwards. But – you know, remember Superflex. You know, even if we draft three or four quarterbacks, sometimes we get in positions, injuries happen, bye weeks happen, and you know, starting a second quarterback is not the best play we can make for our team because, especially if you're in like a PPR league, um, I mean, Deontay Johnson, my goodness, I mean, the guy gets double digit targets every game, he's probably outscoring, you know, like Bill said, you know. 29th Baker Mayfield, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, those kind of guys, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. So maybe it's more about just putting your best team together and putting one of those wide receivers because you have a ton of them in there instead of one of those guys just because you think you need to have a, a second quarterback because it's a super flex. Uh, the only trade I saw with uh, DJ Moore was DJ Moore in a second for Bateman and Jalen Hurts. Okay, I mean if you're so, if you're a contender, if you yeah, think, and you want Hurts this year, yeah, I mean it it may it may not happen. Even though I mean they just won again, so I mean anything's possible at this point with Jalen Hurts. And I didn't think I'd be saying that, but you know, but if if it's about a championship. I mean, sell yes, out, please. Yeah, sell out. Get hurts. Who cares what happens in 2022? Or yeah, in 2022, if you're carrying the 2021 championship trophy around, so yeah, um, yeah, that that's a good one too. There you go. Do do a little T Higgins and something else, and get yourself uh, get yourself Jalen Hurts maybe. So on our way out, we got got to do our shout out the the timeline. Eliminator Fantasy Cares timeline eliminator. All three of us are out. We uh we tried, we were valiant, we fought, but we we could not survive the the gauntlet of challengers. And Rob at Rob G325, he couldn't survive that gauntlet either. He's he's with us uh in the losers lounge. Come, uh, we have punch, 
we have uh, we have uh, little sandwiches. Uh, it's fine. We'll talk about uh, why we thought our teams uh, could win it and uh, and why they didn't. But uh, shout out to Rob. Uh, you you made it. Hey, you made it to week ten. You uh, that's further than any of the three of us made it. So uh, consider yourself uh, among the elite. And on our way out, want to thank everybody in the chat, man. Chat was bumping. Uh, Justin was in here. Han was in here. Lindsay was in here giving us questions, giving us ideas, uh, telling me that I'm dumb. I already knew that, so that's fine. Um, show's always better when the chat is going off and doing that kind of stuff, so we appreciate it. Uh, remember, if you're in the chat, hit the subscribe, hit the bell so you know when we go live. And it's not just us. It's everyone else on the DAP network, which... A lot of other good shows do go live on here, so uh, that's always a good thing. And if you're doing the podcast thing, appreciate that too. If you just tripped and fell and found us, uh, hit that subscribe, man. Uh, you know, if you are already subscribing, hit that rate and review, man. Tell us what you think. Give us a uh, give us stars, and you know, get us out there in front of uh, more people because that's that's all we want. We just want to. Uh, inform and entertain as many people as possible and as a uh, a quick bit of housekeeping we are all taking next week off for thanksgiving so uh to everybody uh have a happy thanksgiving if you don't do the thanksgiving thing have a happy couple of days off of work or school and enjoy that uh break as well uh, I know I am going to get fatter than I already am so I'm I am looking forward to that but we're all going to uh, we're going to recharge the batteries. We're going to uh, have fun with our uh, friends and family, and we will be back in two weeks. So, on that note, Bill, we are out of here. Late.